Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And the San Francisco 49ers have won four in a row. Are they the best team in the NFC? They're certainly in the conversation with a defense that's second to none in the National Football League. 13-0. San Francisco gets the win. It's your boy Guru from Stani and Guru, noon to three, right here on 95.7 The Game. Now back to my two guys. I actually feel like I do a show with them on the changeover, Willard and Dibbs, right here on 95.7 The Game. Oh, see? Guru's so damn genuine. So damn genuine. I mean, wait till you hear all of these things that we've all done for each other, and I'm pretty sure everybody's just ripping each other. But not Goo. Not Goo. He's like, oh, my, my guys. My guys. My yeah. guys. I do a show with him every day. Um, Willard and Dibs, we'll get to your phone calls in a second. That's an interesting question that just got thrown out there within the play call that you also heard right there. Yeah. I wonder what everybody thinks about that. Is this the best team in the NFC? I think it is. Yeah, I, I still don't think so. I do. And I would put him second. I'm I'm not a firm believer in Minnesota. I love Justin Jefferson. He's unbelievable as a weapon. Kirk Cousins is going to have to show me in the postseason. But I think you look at Philadelphia, they've got everything. They've got a good offensive line. They've got possibly the MVP at quarterback in Jalen Hurts. And they've got a pretty good underrated defense, I think, that can step up in spots. Ultimately, we talk about styles make fights. That would be a fascinating uh, bout between Philadelphia because the one thing we haven't seen yet for this 49ers defense is success against a mobile quarterback. They played Arizona. Calamari was out, so they didn't have to deal with that. Justin Fields ran roughshod over him. And I wonder, this Sunday with Miami, Tua not quite as mobile. He can sling it, though, according to his own teammates. So yeah, we'll get to that this Until week. the Niners are able to contain and vanquish a mobile quarterback, I'm still going to think Philadelphia is a better team. So uh, we're sitting here uh, about to take your calls. I see this comment come across on YouTube. Adam T., we see you. LMFAO, the Eagles don't exist. I don't get caught up in the record. I don't get caught up in the record. Yeah, I know they're ten and one, and the 49ers are seven and four, and I think that both of them are going to win their respective divisions. And I do think that that's the; those are the two best teams, if you ask me right now. And is it close? Sure, but Dibs, you're pretty good at this. What if what if that game were played tomorrow in Philly? What's the spread? Well, both teams would be really tired coming off a of game yesterday. You. That's a great point. But I had to throw that out there. Uh, tomorrow, Philadelphia and the Niners. Philly would be favored by probably three and a half. You think so? Yes. If yeah. the game were at Levi's, the spread would be? Uh, probably Niners by one. Huh. Niners by one. I think, I think, if, you're, I think you're selling it short. And, I'm and, selling the Niners short? Yeah, or, I do. I, I do. think if you put that thing, NFC Championship game, at Philadelphia, if we skip all the way ahead, and I know we want to take it one game at a time, which, which is what we do here on Willard and Dibs, but if these teams continue on this trajectory, both are healthy, NFC Championship game in Philadelphia, Philly's going to be favored, by, I think, by three and a half. I think I mean, I, I, something tells me it would be more like two, two and a half, which I know doesn't sound like much, like we're splitting hairs, but because you get those requisite three points for being at home, it, it, it matters a lot as to whether the number is more than three or right. less than three. Right. First of all, because so many games finish as a three-point uh, separation, but also because it's sort of an indicator as to who's the better team on a neutral field. Check out the 49ers now. The Dolphins, eight and three. And rolling. By the way, you know how many games they've lost this year when Tua plays the majority of the game? Do you know how many games they've lost One? this year? Incorrect. 
Zero. Really? They have not lost this year. The only time they lost, they've lost three games, they came in a row. Um, one of them was majority Bridgewater game, the Thursday night game in Cincinnati where Tua got hurt. And then the next two weeks was a combination of Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater. Dolphins lost them both. Tua came back. They've not lost since. They're that good. And guess what? The 49ers are favored by more than three. They're telling you this defense is a spread buster. So I'm not dismissing Philadelphia, and I'm with you that I guess the number, if it were in Philly, would be higher in favor of Philly than the number would be in favor of San Francisco if the game were at Levi's. I'm with you there for the moment, but let's not overstate what Philly has been the last few weeks. They found all kinds of ways to keep a, a wounded, messed up, sideways Packers team in that game last night. Then they needed a miracle to rally and beat the Colts by one the week before. And the week prior to that, they got pounded by double digits by Washington. So they're good. They're good. The they're, upstart Colts, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Rejuvenated under Jeff Saturday. The Jeff Sunday coach yeah, exactly. uh, Colts, I know. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, they're good. They're, 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 I get it. They're 10-1, they're, they're and one, and I'm, you don't dismiss victories. Right. But they're not dominating people. Right. They're not dominant, are they? The 49ers aren't dominating people. No, they're people. not. No. no, the defense oh, is the defense dominating. Is. Yeah. And you look at last night, and we can you know pick through it, and I, and I think we should. The touchdown throw was not a great throw. It was a ball that was batted in the air, and the 49ers were pretty fortunate that that ball got batted to Jawan Jennings for the touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo threw a pick. That was overturned by a penalty flag, and they had a fourth and one at the one, and they had a ghastly offensive play. You've got your number one running back, who is a little bit hampered. He's a little nicked up. Your number two running back is gone for a long period of time, and you've got some rookies. So I look at this Niner offense, and this Niner offense is not dominating anybody. I know Jimmy Garoppolo wins, and he... He's unbelievable in terms of not turning the ball over, five straight games, very efficient with the short passing game. But I, I wonder about the 49ers' ability to win a game where the defense is not pitching shutouts. Uh, point differential to me in the NFL is a very, very interesting one and a great indicator of quote-unquote dominance. Okay? Um, point differential. And I know that that can get a little wonky because you have one huge blowout win, right? Minnesota last week was 8-2 and two and had a negative point differential right, for the right. whole year because Dallas beat them by 37 points. Even right now, they're 9-2. and two. Their point differential is plus 5. Yeah. That's it. But look around the league at the top point differentials and you'll get a sense of who is, quote-unquote, dominating people. Top point differential in all of the NFL, Buffalo Bills, plus 110. Um, After that, the next point differential goes to the Dallas Cowboys, plus 92. After that, it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles, plus 87. Then the Chiefs, plus 83. And then the 49ers, plus 76. And everybody else is much down closer to 50 and below. Right. Those are your five teams. And you mentioned it, the Dallas 37-point blowout kind of skews kinda it. Kind of skews theirs, But yes. then also, when you look at the NFC, Mark, there are only five teams in the NFC that have a positive point differential. So to your point about the NFC as a conference, it's top strong, it's bottom weak, and it's kind of middle flimsy as well. So if you look at the NFC, you look at Philly, Dallas, Minnesota, and the Niners, I think those are the four teams that have a strong case. And so then you start to think about the matchup. Niners at Minnesota doesn't scare you. Niners at Dallas Mm. scares you a little bit more. That game feels like a classic uh, 11-10 kind of ball game. Mm. I think am I 11-10 in for the day? Right. Two very good defenses, two okay offenses. The Philly matchup to me is the scary one because of Jalen Hurts and his mobility. Um, I get that, and I and I would if you're going to seed them right now because I agree with you. I think the Super Bowl entrant from the N- NFC you just named them. I don't I don't know which of the four. Yeah, but it's one of those four teams. I absolutely and how would you believe power that. Rank the four in terms of like 
just right now in this moment. Likelihood to rep the conference in the Super Bowl. Philadelphia 1, 49ers 2, Cowboys 3, Minnesota 4. I'm right with you. Right with you on that. Today. Yes. Today. I could be convinced other. The Eagles and, and Niners are close. Cowboys not terribly far behind. Minnesota, to me, is the one that every single week, look, they've won nine of their 11 games, but they also look very, very beatable in so many ways. Mac Jones looked like Tom Brady in the Patriot uniform, just slinging it wide open receivers everywhere he went throughout that game on Thanksgiving night. Uh, Were you asleep? Was the belt unbuckled? Where were you watching that game? Mac Jones looked great. Yeah. And the Vikings were able to get a funky call and get the touchdown in the end, and they win the football game. So I give them credit for that, but that's how their games look. They don't look like they are overwhelming people. There are five teams that look like they have the ability to overwhelm you in the NFL. Bills, Chiefs, 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys. I guess we should put Miami on this list. We def- I mean, they're 8-3. and three. Their point differential is only plus 26. But I'll give them a nod to I would, I, I would put them in that six hole as far as that group. I think that those teams we're talking about, your Super Bowl is going to be made up of some combination of that group. 3-3. Three and three. Miami, Buffalo, Kansas City, Dallas, Philly, San Francisco. Those are your Super Bowl. Your combo is in there somewhere, I believe. I would agree with you, but uh, I also would say don't look past Tennessee in terms of their Mm. ability to kind of play the way the Niners do, muddy up the game, play a physical kind of ball game. Tennessee, in their point differential, it's only plus four, but they've only allowed 205 points in their 11 games. They're a team that likes to do it like the Niners, very well coached as well. they got a monster at running back. Tennessee is a matchup problem for a lot of these teams that like to go track meet style. 173 points. That's what the 49ers have given up this year. Incredible. That's unbelievable. It's far and away. Um, it's uh, I shouldn't say far and away. Uh, the Cowboys have given up uh, 187. I think that's second. And then the, uh, the Bills are hanging out and the Jets, both in the 190s. Um, that's what's going to carry him. That's what's going to carry him. And so we're looking right now at offensive injuries that took place yesterday. The good news is I don't think we saw too many on the defensive side of the football. Right. And that's the group that's probably going to have to play at the level they're playing at Definitely. right now if they want to carry him. And if you think about that defense, you've got three players who are, I think are going to be all pros. Forget the Pro Bowl, all pros. And you've got one at each level. You've got Nick Bosa with another Saccharuni, as he likes to call it. And I love that Saccharuni. Uh, you've got Fred Warner, who's playing at an elite level. Baldy thinks, Brian Baldinger, he thinks he's the best linebacker in football. That's what Aaron Rodgers told and me a year and a half ago. You've exactly. got our guy, Hufanga. Oh, man. I mean, he's Hufanga got, out of nowhere again. Just, pop. He, such a nose for the ball. Yeah. Sometimes even when it's still in someone else's arms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that he has a chance to be an all-pro. He certainly is a pro bowler, but to see elite players at all three levels of your defense, and we haven't even talked about the fact that uh, you know Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead yeah. can't get on the field. It doesn't matter, Mark. This defense is still nasty without two guys who should be mainstays. It would help, though. It would help. I mean, it's it, the, the scoring defense has been great, but don't you also feel like, man, There's I still feel like there's another... There's another level that they can get to. This defense? They're, they're not getting as much pressure on the quarterback as you'd think. It was late in the game when they sacked Andy Dalton for the first time. Andy Dalton? Huh? Don't hate the redhead now. The red rifle. Be careful. You know what I'm saying? But you're pointing it out. Oh, like, if you get, get, <laughs> give the 49ers Jalen Hurts, and that's going to that's gonna be different. Chasing that guy around is much, much different. And so if you're going to take down someone like that, uh, that pass rush needs to be, I think, at another level up. Nick Bosa looks fantastic, but, yeah, it'd be nice to have Eric Armstead back at some point soon. All right, let's go to the phones. 888-957-9570. You can look at it from the perspective of the NFC and also the perspective of what. Do you need to see from Jimmy to change the conversation about the quarterback position for the 49ers with everything that we know that's brought us to this point? Matt in San Rafael is first up today. Hey, Matt, what are you doing? Hey, guys. Just uh, driving home from dropping the kids off. Uh, 
was listening to you guys at a quick uh, little three-point deal here. One, uh, just like you said, you don't buy the record with the, or you don't focus on the record with the Vikings. These Jimmy stat line and Jimmy's win record and quarterback rating, if you actually just do the eyeball test and watch the game, he threw a pick that he was saved on a call. The touchdown to Jennings easily could have been picked. It was underthrown, and he wasn't open. And then he fails to, you know, he's three, what was it, one for three in the red zone again against the 12th-ranked defense in the NFC, 27th in the league. That That's not getting it done. Jimmy has been the guy who is on the on in the group that gets the A on the group project but doesn't contribute anything but hand it into the teacher. Matt, come and on, man. Matt, Matt. I, I love the old group projects. Matt, Matt, look, I, I understand that, that his effectiveness can get overstated sometimes because of the win record and a great roster. But you, 16 touchdowns, four picks. That's his number this year. That's his data. Those are the facts. But he made a good point about the yeah, tip ball. No question. It came back. No one's ever one said for three in the red zone. No one's ever said he's before perfect. Before you dismiss the whole call, but the, the, the group no, project I thought was a little bit of a of a harsh critique. I'm not going to dismiss the whole call. I'm going to dismiss about half of it though, because once again, this this consistent idea that Jimmy Garoppolo is being dragged to victory, kicking and screaming, like again. You think we don't talk to people around the league? Do you want to know what this guy is going to get some sort of massive contract offer from Carolina or Houston or New Orleans or Washington or all of them, the Jets, next year based on this? You don't get this in the NFL just because. 16 touchdowns, four picks, fifth-rated quarterback in the whole league. Four-game win streak, seven and four. Team was sitting there at uh, at zero and one when he walked out onto the field. I mean, come on, Jimmy is playing very good football right now. Is he a star? Is he an MVP? No, he'll never be that. Jimmy's playing good football right now. Yeah, he's, he's playing he's good be very football. Very careful about just flicking yes, that but away. Let's also, I mean, let's put it in proper perspective, and the perspective is what they're asking him to do. They're asking him to take the snap and get rid of it immediately to somebody who can do more than what he can do. They, they didn't throw the ball downfield, I, I don't even think at all, yesterday. It's a lot of short passes, and Jimmy himself, in the, uh, the quote you shared in our group thread after the game, Jimmy G talked about how he and Kyle are starting to you know get along, I think was the, uh, the term he used, in, in terms of what he is being asked to do. And what, what Jimmy himself said is, Kyle's asking him to get rid of the ball quickly, get it out of his hands, get it to the to the guys on the team who can go out there and make plays. Stay healthy, my friend. And he's yes. doing that, and he's doing that at a very high level. But you know what some fans get frustrated with is the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is so limited, and you know <laughs> Kyle Shanahan doesn't allow him to do things that you see other quarterbacks do. Yeah. 16 touchdowns, 4 picks. No, you're right. I mean, 16 touchdowns, 4 picks. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Do you know, do you know how many... That is based on what Kyle Shanahan is you know, giving him in terms of what he wants him to do. Do you know how many starts this year Jimmy has had where he has thrown less than 200 yards? Less than 200? Less than 200 yards. Probably zero. That's correct. How many, though, has he had that it's less than 250? Seven? Uh, less than 250. One, two, three, four, five, six. Right. Six. Over 253. So he's, I mean, you can go ahead and it's like the old uh, Andrew Wiggins line where you could pencil him in for, you know, six of 13, 16 points. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw about 67% accuracy. He's going to go 18 of 27 for 229. Or 22 of 31 for 231. I'm, I'm in. Sign me up. Well, that's what I they mean, want him to do. Yeah, Fans want to see, and I know winning is what you want if you're a 49er fan. That's great. But fans also want to have a quarterback that might be a threat to go out there and throw for 360. 360. And he's just not. Yeah, right. You know, all the fans want that. Not 49er fans. All the fans in America want well, that on their team. fantasy football. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. I'm not... <sighs> Well, Kyle Shanahan wants that, which is why they drafted Trey Lance. I don't think they drafted Trey Lance thinking, here's a guy who can dink and dunk better than the dink and dunk guy they we already have. They definitely did not. They definitely did not. But didn't it feel like they 
then got to the start of this season and went, Yeah, because he can't. He wasn't ready to be a cut-it-loose quarterback. Right. And he can't dink and dunk as good as as Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if any quarterback in football can dink and dunk like Jimmy Garoppolo. He might be the dink and dunk master. Let's go to uh, Duriel in Arizona. Duriel, you're on with Willard and Dibs. What are you doing? Hey, uh, I'm just doing some DoorDash right now. Oh, what? Where did you what just? You what? Wait, what food do you have in the car right now? Uh, I got a Samsung. Oh uh, no, a Samsung. No, DoorDash is not only for food. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, yes, yeah, I did yeah, know I'm that. Delivering, but you know, you you uh, Willer, you you were dead on about how the fans are with Jimmy G about how some of us love him and some of us hate him and how you know we uh, we nitpick with him and everything and we don't appreciate the winning that he's doing and stuff. He's keeping that stadium filled up. You know what? He's a classy guy. And, you know, like just like the owner of the team said, Jed York, you know, we're a class organization and we carry ourselves with class and dignity. And that's what Jimmy G does. And it doesn't hurt that he's a good-looking guy and the women love him. Even though we have, you know, faithful fans and the women uh, for the 49ers, they watch our games too anyway. But it doesn't hurt that he's easy on the eyes for them. <laughs> he's got a billion-dollar smile. You know, people need to learn to appreciate him. But with the 49ers, you know, what it comes down to is winning the Super Bowl. So what we've done is we've been fair to Jimmy G. We honored his contract. We let him play it out. Now he's got to go, and he's got to get the job done this year. If he wants to come back, I'd be open to bringing in somebody like a Tom Brady if he doesn't get it done. I mean, Tom Brady. (laughs) Are we still on that? Or, or and I know th- whatever two and a half years ago it was like oh he looks like he's washed and he definitely wasn't washed but now what is he's forty you gonna bring someone, him back when he's forty six I love how he said someone like a Tom Brady someone yeah, like a know, Tom Brady the greatest quarterback those of guys all time. are a dime a dozen you know yeah, they're out there everywhere Tom Brady whose stats look eerily similar this year to. Jimmy Garoppolo. No, it's funny because somebody on the uh, YouTube thread, the comments are flying around, so I I can't exactly retrieve it, but they refer to him as the dink and dunk master, and they're right. And by the way, Tampa Bay is built in a similar way as the 49ers. We talked about uh, plus minus. They're a minus three. They've only given up 203 points, Mark. Yeah, they have a solid defense. And their offense is equally uh, somnambulant as the 49ers, which is to say sleepy. Yeah, I'm what? just looking at this. How many times have the Tampa well, uh, Bay Bucks scored more than... 25 points? Sure, let's go with that. I'd say... Game show music, please. How many times this year have the Tampa Bay Bucks under Tom scored 25, 25 or more this year? I, my gut tells me zero, but I'm going to say one because he's the goat, and I want to I want to give the goat some love. I'm going to say one time, Mark. I'm really, really. One time. One lousy time. I'm really happy to tell you that you're exactly right. However, no. there's a caveat to that one. Caveat emptor. Came in a loss. Oh. And a garbage time touchdown against the Kansas City Chiefs. You garbage. In a 41-31 loss. It counts. Other than that, they have not reached 25 in any game at any point all year long. And the Niners have done it twice, if I'm not mistaken, right? Twice? I don't have that in front of me. Thrice? Pull it up. Uh, well, yeah, let's you don't see. have to pull it up, Mark. Yeah, it's a little personal. Just, yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can leave it down. Uh, the 49ers this year, well, they beat Carolina 37 to 15. Oh, they got. Uh, they beat Seattle 27 to 7. They beat the Rams 31 to 14. And they beat the Cardinals 38 oh, so to 10. Okay. Yeah, four times. Impressive. Four times. And then a few more where they're just south of it 22s and 23s and 24s. Yeah. Right? Beat they the got Rams 10 against Denver. And they yeah, they did. 10. They got 10. <laughs> that was fun. I remember that game. Uh, all right. Um, Jonathan and Dave and Mike, everybody stay right where you are. We're going to keep on rolling with this. Golden State Warriors, also some stuff to say there as they get back on track and had what looked like just kind of a fun moment over on the bench yesterday. You may have missed the game because it was right at the exact same time. we got to stop doing that, by the way. Warrior games being played right in the middle of 49er games. A bunch of Can them. we not do that anymore, please? I don't like that at all. But if you missed mm. what might have been the low-key, most important off-the-court moment 
of the year for the Warriors. We've got that around the corner as well. 888-957-9570 is the number. It is Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game, brought to you by Fremont Bank, Full Service Banking, No Compromises, and the Department of Healthcare Services. Dalton gets the shotgun snap. Dalton backside pressure. Bosa got him. I thought Bosa left a little early. No flags on the field. No points on the board. Hey, this is Matt Steinmetz of Steiny and Guru 12 to 3 on 95-7 the game. Let's get back to Willard and Dibbs. Why is it Willard and Dibbs? Dibbs has been here longer. Mm. Let's get back to Dibbs and Willard on 95-7 the game. Okay. Okay. Uh, My guy right there. Uh, uh, <laughs> Alphabetically superior, too. <laughs> you like that, do you? Okay. Coming up at okay. 11.55. Just running around here changing other people's show names. Huh? Right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's <laughs> what we're doing now? Mm-hmm. Okay, Guru and Steiny. That's oh, man, we'll a talk. new one. Yes, okay. man, that's, that's the last All time right. your name will ever be first. We're going <laughs> to... Go alphabetical from noon to three as well. So Guru and his campy little sidekick Steiny are going to join us here in about an hour and twenty minutes. Looking forward to that. Thank you, Steiny. Campy Campaneris for nothing. All right, very very good. Um, tracking the Forty Nine er injuries. Yeah, it looks like Eli Mitchell. By the way, real quick, and we'll go back to the phones. Did they mess up trading Jeff Wilson? Everyone's like, oh, that's let's do right by Jeff Wilson. You got Christian McCaffrey. Send him off to uh, for uh, the the uh, camp for all ex Forty Nine ers. It's right. known as the Miami Dolphins. Send him off there. And then, of course, a week and a half later, Eli Mitchell is back out again. And even Christian McCaffrey doing his uh, lunges over there on the sideline during yeah. the game. A little bit uncomfortable. Not that I don't want to see Jordan Mason shine, because I do. Uh, I don't know. Would you feel a little bit more comfortable having Jeff Wilson back? Definitely. Yeah. And I, I questioned it right when it happened. And I know you're looking to recoup picks after you sent picks to get... Christian McCaffrey in the building, but what we know about Kyle Shanahan and running backs is they're somewhat disposable in his mind. The way he uses them, a lot of running backs get hurt, and now Eli Mitchell, is it a sprained MCL? Is that the... Well, that's what... That, that's Whenever you see the coach, the 49ers fear a sprained... Well, then that's what it is. That's what it is. They know, um, but they don't think it's as bad as what happened last time. So, is he going to miss... Less time, probably. Is he going to miss some time? Yeah, sound like it. I don't think he. Uh, I do not think he's playing this week. Right. So now you you got uh, TDP. Hopefully he can get up and get ready. And Jordan Mason, this is your time. And he looked good yesterday. He did. He five, five carries. carries five but... carries for twenty five yards. Yeah. So he, he he looked fine. Yeah, five In a carry. general, I'll though, take that. the running game did not look great. True. Didn't get to hundred yards. Twenty nine carries and. It feels like it's going to be a lot more Debo back there than what we've had uh, of late. Boy, and he's been quiet um, for the most part. I know he had the one big play that got called back by... Not quiet uh, on Twitter. Uh, well, you know. well stated. Thank you. So, yeah, this... There's two things in the NFL, and, and then we'll get back to the calls. There's two things in the NFL that you can already tell. Like, this week's not even done yet. we got one more game to play tonight. But this Sunday, there are two lead stories. One of them I am very here for. The other one I could give a rip about, but it's what everyone's going to be talking about. Deshaun Watson returns to take on the Houston Texans for the Cleveland Browns this week. And actually, I think there's a healthy conversation to be had. Do you remember the whole, like, should the Browns get Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. and That's where I thought he was going. Why are you going to just take Jacoby Brissett's 11-game record and then hand that to Watson because you could have competed. And and the conversation now changes because Trey Lance got hurt. And so, well, sure, Jimmy Garoppolo. Why would you take Jimmy Garoppolo? Because then you'd have a quarterback controversy. No, you wouldn't. Remember what we thought about at the time? Jimmy Garoppolo was just sitting there. We didn't know if he was going to be somebody's backup or or what. But it was odd to me that the Browns didn't want to take better care of their first 11 games. They were able to grind a win out yesterday, but they're still only 4-7. and seven. They're 4-7, and seven, and Watson's going to have to come in and be perfect for, for them to make the playoffs. So that's one. And then the other thing, this Dolphins 49er game was already big. 
It was big because it's two really good teams. It's Mike McDaniel going against, right? It's protege and 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 and, and coming back Mentor, against Shanahan, yeah, all of that, right? Thank you for that word. I couldn't think of it. Um, so there's that. But then it got even spicier with the words of Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson yeah. and Tyreek Hill. I think I think just cramped up. He got a little hurt yesterday too. Like this is going to be America's lead game this weekend. It's going to be a big game, and you know you've got Miami and their high potent offense, high flying offense going up against a staunch defense that doesn't allow anything to anybody. So styles make fights, as we like to say. And this one, stylistically, is going to be hot. And, you know, if the 49ers' defense actually shows some vulnerability, then can the 49er offense step up and win a game that could be a shootout? I wonder if I could ask you this about the, uh, the 49er defense, which has put on an unbelievable show since they played the Chiefs. But when they played the Chiefs, they got torched. Yeah. Now, since then, four games. Rams... Bad offense. Chargers, decent. Hurt offense. Decent offense. Right. Well, they were dead. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Down, no Down two receivers. Allen, yeah, both receivers out. But good quarterback. Good yeah, quarterback. No run good quarterback. Game, so, yeah, you know, Austin Eckler's a player. He's a receiving running back. Yeah, Not much of a ball carrier. Um, Cardinals. Backup quarterback, right? Yeah, not good offense. Saints, not good no offense. Quarterback. Two quarterbacks. So, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. These are NFL games. I'm not dismissing the 49er defense. However, this is the one. Whatever happened against Kansas City, it looks fixed. But I will not be 100 percent convinced till I see them hold down to it. I'm not asking for a shutout. I'm not even asking for a second half shutout. But Hold the Dolphins 
to 23 or less. If not, maybe even 20 or less. I know. Yeah, it's tough. I know. Tough. I know. I know. It can be done. It's been done. You know, the Bills did it, even sure. though they lost to them. Like, hold them in that neighborhood, and then I'll be convinced that you can hold down the best of the best. Yes, and this is, I mean, the one, because then Tampa comes in after that, and their offense is not high-powered, even though they've got the greatest of all time at quarterback. They're not going to probably light you up for 30, but this is the one. And, Marcus, we were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo before. He's fourth in the NFL in net yards passing per play, which is one of the key stats when you look at a quarterback's efficiency. He's number four, tied with Josh Allen. You know who number one is? It's Tua. Tua's number one in like everything. Statistically this year, he's number one in everything. And he's far and away ahead of Mahomes. It goes Tua, Mahomes, Dak, then it's Jimmy G, Josh Allen. That's your top five in net yards per passing play. Four straight games with the 49ers have shut out the opponent in the second half, right? Yeah. Four straight games, same four weeks. Miami Dolphins have scored 30 or more in all of them. Yes, yeah, something's got to give, Mark, something as we like to say. Something's got to give, right? Five-game win streak. Detroit, they scored 31. Chicago, 35. Cleveland, 39. And yesterday, Houston, 30. And that was with dumping everybody five minutes into the third quarter and not scoring again. Yeah. They could have put up 50. Oh, easily. And that's where, and I know we're going to go to the phones here momentarily, but if something has to give, and let's say it's the Niners' defense that gives, and Miami's able to light them up early in that game, does Jimmy G and this offense, do they have enough firepower to win a game over Miami 35-31? That's not where the 49ers, I mean, obviously, that's not where the way they want to play the game. Could they? I mean, I guess they could. Miami's defense doesn't impress me too much. A lot of these games where we said that they scored 30, the other team scored a bunch too. It was a shootout in Detroit. It was a shootout against Justin Fields and Chicago. Um, and so, you know, a lot of teams have scored a lot of points on them this year. But, uh, you know, they had a shootout against Baltimore earlier this year, 42-38. to And, in fact, if I remember correctly, Baltimore was way up in that game. And then Miami came flying back. That was all the way back in week two. So the 49ers should be able to move the ball. Uh, but obviously they'd rather play this thing in the 20s than the 30s. Jonathan in San Francisco is next up on where this team stands in the NFC and where's your comfortability and desire with Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, Jonathan, what are you doing? Jonathan? Gone. Let's go to Mike in Pittsburgh. Hey, Mike, what are you doing? Mike? Drinking a cappuccino. Out of bed. Out of bed. There you are. What's going on? Hey, I'm not worried, man. I think we're going to... I mean, the Eagles look pretty good, man. And uh, we've always had trouble against uh, running quarterbacks, but not even worried about them because we got to get there. But uh, with Jimmy, I like the way he's playing. I'm not going to be like other fans and uh, count the interceptions that weren't, that could have been and all that. That's just kind of weird to me. I, I mean, Mike, yeah, yeah, Mike, thanks so much. I, I, again, um, the, the one thing that is always interesting to me in this conversation, and you've said it a couple of times, um, Jimmy does what the 49ers are asking him to do, and I know for a lot of people that, that doesn't look good enough. Yeah. But what, a, what, a, what an odd thing to, I mean, that's, that's what you want any player to do, right? Go yeah. do what we're asking you to do. He's doing it very, 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 very well right now. He's very effective. He's very efficient. And, you know, I understand Mike's point about, you know, not counting interceptions that actually don't happen. It still is something that happened. And just because there's a penalty flag doesn't take away from the fact that that was a god-awful throw directly into the chest of the opposition. Now, it doesn't go down as an interception, but it it definitely is burned into your memory in terms of, I can't unsee that. And, you know, you can't unsee the play that he didn't make. Fourth and goal at the one where they were unable to, to get a touchdown. He, he couldn't, you know, he tried to struggle forward and he tried to scramble. And it's like, oh, Jimmy G, don't do that. What, but What's a good TD to interception ratio? Like, that? you know, we don't need to go to the top of the league. But like an acceptable ratio, if you probably will. Probably three to one, I three think. Three to one. Is, I would say three, three to, one. to one. You know, if you're better than three to one, you're probably among... The best in football, I would imagine. He's just—he's only a little. He's a little bit better than two to one for his career, right? He's four to one this year, which is great. Yeah, and if yeah. you—I mean, if we looked at the top guys 
in the league like you know Jalen Hurts and you know Patrick Mahomes. They're probably I don't know how many guys are going to be better than three to one. Statistically playing, uh, gosh, even maybe even. Gosh, depending on the stat you look at, maybe a little better, maybe a little bit worse than 2019 when they went to the Super right. Bowl. The stats are very, very similar. He's got a better touchdown to interception ratio. Um, his quarterback rating is a little higher this year. His adjusted QBR is a little bit lower. His completion percentage just a touch lower this year as opposed but to very that year. comparable. A very similar player, and we all loved him that year. That's funny, but we loved him. Now that we've seen it. Over and over and over. I think it's it's harder to love it at the same level. But the one thing you could say about Jimmy Garoppolo is he is consistent. And for Kyle Shanahan, I'm sure he loves that part of it because you pretty much know what you're going to get from Garoppolo. You mentioned ratios. Just some of the top quarterbacks. Mahomes, 29 TDs, 8 picks. It's about 3.5 to 1. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, 23 and 11. That's a 2 to 1 ratio. Joe Burrow, 23 and 8. That's basically a three to one ratio. Tom Brady, fourteen and two picks. Seven to one. He's only thrown two picks. I know. All year. I don't know. Justin Herbert, nineteen and seven. Uh, Geno Smith, nineteen and five. Kirk Cousins, seventeen and nine. You're kind of seeing what we see. I don't think that it's as much about the TDs as it is the picks. You know, you don't want to be Josh Allen and Davis Mills lead football. They've thrown eleven picks apiece. Jimmy G's never going to be a 46-touchdown guy. So for Jimmy, I think it's more important about the number of picks he's thrown, and that's only four. Uh, the Houston Texans are an interesting team. If you look at what they're going through, like I think they've got their answer on Davis Mills, and it's no, he's not the future of this franchise. You go to Kyle Allen, that didn't look, like quite frankly, it looked way worse yesterday when you saw them against the Dolphins, knowing that Nick Casario runs that team, and he was part of the group in New England that drafted Jimmy Garoppolo years ago. Um, I Put Houston on the list. I'd be very, very surprised. Although, they're also tracking to have the number one overall exactly. pick in the draft. They may want to address it that way. Let's go to Adam in San Jose next up on Willard and Dibs. Hey, Adam, what are you doing? Uh, dropping off a care package for my mom. She has COVID, but she's fine. Just uh, got to do the, the son's work. You know what I mean? Adam, you Adam are boy. just a phenomenal human being. I hope you know that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, uh, I'm still waiting on Aaron Judge to sign here so I can call uh, you guys back and tell Dibs I told you so. But it hasn't happened yet. But uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um. I wanted to just highlight on your guys' point about uh, Jordan Mason. Um, that dude is literally looks like Marshawn Lynch, baby Marshawn Lynch 2.0, whatever you want to call it. That dude is a physical runner. And, like, yeah, we only saw five or six runs from him so far in the last couple of weeks, but it's like you're noticing those runs are going for five, six, seven yards of carry. And even when he gets stopped after three yards, he's still carrying people for another couple. So, I was honestly excited to see him get in yesterday. He was running well, and I think he'll be a good compliment uh, while Mitchell's out. I just I had I had that feeling about Damian Pierce uh, when he played against us in the preseason. I'm like, that dude is a really good running back, and look how good of a season he's having. I think Jordan Mason can be a very good running back for us. Uh, I was excited. I think a lot of us were. Adam, thanks. Right at the beginning of the year. I really w- I wanted to see this guy get a shot, and then you look at the way the 49er running back room always goes, and I'm like, at some point, right? We joked about it. We're like, when's the Jordan Mason game? I don't know. It might be against Miami. It, it, it might be this week. It certainly feels like he is going to be a big piece of the game plan this weekend. I don't know where the whole TDP, Jordan Mason thing right. sits. I know it gets people when the undrafted guy outplays whoever you get in the second or third round, but whatever. whatever. I'm with you on yeah, that. Like, Once you're on the team, you're on the team. And you know, Unless you're a guy like Trey Sermon, who you used a third round but, draft pick on, and he could never even crack the, the rotation. Joe Williams of Utah, you used a draft pick on him, he could never even make it on the field. Once you're on the team, if you can contribute, to me it doesn't really matter if you were an undrafted or a drafted player, but yeah, Jordan Mason, I think, especially in terms of if you have a lead in games, kind of like what Eli Mitchell did against the Chargers where they used Mitchell only late in that game as the closer. I think that's the role that Jordan Mason can play. You saw it a little bit yesterday where 
He got those fourth quarter carries when he was fresh. If McCaffrey is healthy, you're going to use McCaffrey and Debo, I think, throughout the majority of the game. And then Jordan Mason, your bigger physical back, will be your closer. I think it's a good sign the 49ers did not even come out yesterday and include Christian McCaffrey in their postgame injury report. So I know he was doing some uncomfortable lunges yeah, and all that exactly. over on the sideline. Uh, never, never fun to watch that. Uh, but again, it, it sounds like the doctors are like, look, this is just something that he's going to have to uh, manage. We're at the second half of the season. Everybody's a little dinged up. But, I mean, you're not wrong. Could this turn into very quickly? Could they suddenly be looking at Jordan Mason or TDP going, you got to go be the running back? You got to go out there and be the running back. That absolutely could happen this weekend. Right now, I'd feel a little bit, I'd feel okay with Mason out there. I don't know. I haven't been able to put a finger yet on who TDP is or, or what he's going to bring. Was he, uh, was he active yesterday? Was he, or was he inactive? Let me check. Yeah, uh, will you guys look that up, Lucas? If you get a chance, will you guys? I didn't even see if TDP was a healthy scratch. I'm or if looking he was... at the uh, playtime percentage, and he is not listed in any category. Yeah, he, he did not play. No, because he would I have don't at know. least played special teams. Right. I don't. I don't know if he was uh, just a healthy scratch. Um, or, or what? I know that goes back. That's gone back and forth a little bit. Yeah. What do we got, Lucas? He, he was inactive. He was inactive. Correct. Healthy and, scratch and a healthy scratch. Oof. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? And now it's just interesting. And now you're in a spot where if he's healthy, he'll be active this week. Because and I'm looking at the playtime percentage, and I'm only seeing three running backs that were even playing at all. Yet Eli Mitchell, of course, uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey played 63 percent of the snaps. Eli Mitchell played 21 percent, and then Mason played 13 percent. Obviously, Usechek also a running back played as well. But if you get into that next man up mentality. That's where you got to get to. Um, so Jeff Wilson will be on the other side. If you didn't hear some of the things that were said by these Miami Dolphin running backs, and it will, it'll be something that comes up even more because of what we're talking about. Now suddenly injuries in the running back room. Jeff Wilson's gone. I don't know. I saw these comments, and I, I want to dive further into them later in the week, and I think we're going to try to get Ty Dunn on who did the writing for the Miami Dolphins, but... Goodness, I'm I'm looking at this going. Why, like why? So Raheem Mostert, if you just and I'm not going to give you the exact quotes other than when he said, "Now we actually have a quarterback who can sling it." Mm. And then afterwards, he goes on social media and goes, "Oh, this is clickbait. I got nothing but love for my guy Jimmy Debo Samuel." Now firing back at Raheem, so we've got beef. But the bigger issues were this: Raheem Mostert seems mad at the 49ers for pressuring him to play through major injury. Okay, Jeff Wilson seems mad that the 49ers just kind of gave up on him. Those are their two feelings. I, I, I just have the hardest time putting legitimacy on either of these. Jeff Wilson, undrafted free agent, this is not somebody who the 49ers quote-unquote gave up on. The 49ers acquired Christian McCaffrey. They acquired a star, and their starting running back came back from injury. You were about to be deactivated. You might have been that healthy scratch right. on some of these games. So I'm, I'm with you on this part of it. I don't think that Jeff Wilson doesn't really have a case. He was given an opportunity to go somewhere else and play, so I will dismiss that part of it. The Mostert one? That's interesting. It's interesting, and, and I understand from a player perspective why you, you would feel that way, and I think to a certain level this is a very relatable idea. Who doesn't feel sometimes at odds with their parent company, if you will? Like that, That's just life at work. You always feel like, gosh, what if we did it this way? Could we do it different? And it's especially emotional when you're talking about your body. Okay? But Raheem, my man... National Football League, I'd like you to point to the time when a team was not looking out for itself. And by the way, I'd like you to point to a time where you weren't looking out for yourself. It's an unfortunate reality that this is the way it is. Do I wish it was always that way? No, I don't. But you're literally propping up the Miami Dolphins who had the highest profile, disgusting display of slap on the back, get your butt back out there and play some football with their shenanigans that they played with Tua and his concussions earlier this year. So you're going to tell me that 
that's the organization that takes care of its people, and somehow the 49ers are the ones doing it wrong, I just I have a hard time buying that. I, I, I get that he can be upset. I don't know what the 49ers did. Right. This I think is, those are two different things, because we don't know what role Tua played in his own return to the field. I, I don't think... You know, you, I've got no indication that Tua's like, guys, I'm concussed, and they're saying, no, you're not. Get back out there. So they're two separate things. And by the way, Raheem Mostert didn't play on Sunday against the Texans because of a knee issue. If he feels like, you know, the 49ers were pressuring him to play through injuries that were more major than, than he thought or they thought, you mentioned this before the show, welcome to the NFL. Yep. Because I would imagine that all 32 teams have that same sort of implied pressure and the players know it too they don't have guaranteed contracts and so for Mostert he's thinking if I go out and I play hurt and I put that tape out there I'm not going to have the ability to go out and get another job as a free agent so these two things they can be equally true shout out Ralph Barbieri Mm -hmm. but if he feels that way the fact that he came out and said it and said it in advance of the 49er game he didn't do himself any favors as uh, you know, his opponents are his old teammates. They might be coming after you with a little extra heft. Yeah, indeed. The 49ers, by the way, on a number of fronts this morning have been a little chirpy on social media. We'll walk you through some of that coming up next. Uh, that's what's up next on the game brought to you by Pfizer. It's Willard and Dibbs. Glad you're with us. We'll continue with your phone calls at 888-957-9570. Is this version of the 49er offense good enough? What do you need to see from Jimmy the rest of the way to make you interested in him in the future? That's on the table as well. On a victory Monday, yet again, the 49ers 7-4 and and firmly holding first place in the NFC West. We'll get to all of that, plus Draymond chirping on social media and what might have been the moment the Golden State Warriors franchise has been waiting for. That's all around the corner on Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.